Let's do the damn thing. Oh, you know what time it is. It's time to take it to the burn land. It's about to go down. Hope you're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go. Come and roll with me to the burn land. Friends got to giving you the word, man. Any other BS is absurd, man. Sports talking, they give it to you firsthand. They can talk turps, they can talk O's. Yeah, they both lit. That's how it goes. Baltimore squad, Ravens and Poe. Better tune in. Here comes the show. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. BS. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. BS. It's all about that BS, baby. It is. Joined in studio this week by the one and only Mr. Joe Carlos. How's it going, everybody? What's up, peeps? Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in this week. Obviously, the other gentlemen are in Vegas. Cheers. Uh, cheers to Fred's birthday. Fred, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, I'm sure you have probably had a lot more than we will ever have tonight <laughs> already. Out there. I don't know. I've gotten Scott to do two shots already. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. This is always fun. Uh, but no, so it's it's. Definitely been an interesting week in the NFL, in sports in general. A lot going on. Uh, we're going to dive into some of those things. Um, obviously, the guys being out there, I know that they're having fun. I already saw, saw videos of them racing upstairs. Someone, something fell out of their pockets or something. Uh, James, I don't know what it was. James tripped and shit went out. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, James. Stay off the weed. <laughs> I like it. It's, it, it is Vegas. I mean, I, what happens in I mean, Vegas? It might be legal there. I don't know. So. It, oh, it, it is. is okay. Me. Never you mind. Go, you walk into MGM out there, you, it's a contact high. <laughs> but, uh, and you're being asked, don't you have taxes to do? <laughs> I do, but I'm here anyway, supporting Scott. He That's is. all I got to say. Uh, Joe coming on this week, being the, the special guest host. Uh, we also Surprise. We were, we were trying to line up uh, an additional guest or two, but unfortunately just timing couldn't work out. But we we will be having one or two of those guests on here in the in the coming weeks. So excited to really kind of get get into those guests as we come into the new year and we really bring on more guests. A lot of you guys have asked for that, so we are trying to do that. Uh, but l let's kind of get into this week. Uh, as as the show states, nothing is free because it's free agency that's going to cost wild. you. It is wild. Uh, it's heating up. It's just day two. So we're going to take a look at the Ravens free agents uh, and other guys that the Ravens actually may be looking into uh, to, to give contracts to. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Hey, yo, Rip Razor Ramon. Yes. Scott Hall passing away. Yes. We'll get that. into that in the, in the uh, extra hour or in the rundown of the after hours. Uh, and then we got uh, we got some other stuff going on. Extra, extra. Read all about the lockout is over, baby. I, I guess I'm excited. Kind of. Ish. I think I'm still mad about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. But the Orioles, look, they're having to scramble to figure out their plans for opening day. Uh, so we're going to get into that and what they're going to be doing. Some changes in the CBA and a signing make things interesting for the top prospect in MLB. I I'm curious to see you and get your thoughts on this. Uh, this week's rundown, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to go over all those NFL news from the past week that we aren't going to hit in the Ravens flock section because there's plenty to talk about. Uh, but I do want to bring up. Oh, on the Birdland BS bracket challenge, we put this out on Twitter and Facebook you can put, see it in the description. We got the link in the description as well on the, the uh, live video here. 
We're doing it on ESPN. So you just go to ESPN Bracket Challenge, go to the groups, search all the groups for Birdland Space BS Space 2020. The link, again, is in the video. Join. We already have 12 people that have joined. Joe, you've already joined. Uh, Are I you going to give away who your, who your champion is or no? You're keeping that to yourself. I think I'm going to go Gonzaga. I'll, oh, I'll okay. I think right. that's going to be most people's thing, but... I just want to let you know, Fred doesn't know about this yet, but he said he would give a free T-shirt away, whoever won. So It's out of that money he's going to lose in Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> so, Sorry, Fred. Make sure, make sure you guys tune in. Stay tuned for all this stuff and more as we go on. But before we get started, remember that team over at MD Crash? Yeah, we've been telling about you for the past two years. You should hear it by now. You should have, it's, it have, should have saved it in your phone by now. They've expanded, though. More lawyers. And they're handling a broader spectrum of cases now, Joe. So, you know, tax trouble, Possibly, they might yes. be able to help out, right? Definitely need a tax uh, lawyer once in a while. Exactly. So you don't want to be there, though. But these guys, they cover everything. It's the, the team over at Bowers, Hassan, and Herndon, they can help you with family law from divorce to custody to child support, even criminal cases, traffic tickets, and that occasional murder you like to yeah. commit, Joe. There's enough of that in the Baltimore City. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so make sure you give them a call or text 667-220-6500 anytime for any of your needs. Save this number now again. Update that MD crash number. It's 667-220-6500. Call or text anytime and get a team at Bowers, Hassan, and Herndon on the case for you. All right, Joe, it is time to talk some Ravens flock. Uh, and there is obviously a lot going on in free agency. Free agency day one. It seems kind of like subdued. Subdued, and especially for the Ravens. <laughs> so I, I do kind of want to get into a few moves that they made uh, you know, prior to that the free agency piece, which one of them this past week, the Ravens released – Veteran quarterback Tavon Young on Wednesday, right after the show on Wednesday, on two last Tuesday, they released him on Wednesday. That cleared some cap space before the start of free agency. Uh, now, he, he played for six years here. Uh, he was very endearing um, to the, the on the field and off the field presence. A lot of people gave him gave him a lot of credit, but he did struggle. Right. He had three different season ending injuries cost him all of his 2017 season with his knee, his 2019 season with his neck. And most recently, his 2020 season with his knee again. So the, those injuries really have derailed a career that a lot of people were looking at saying, this, this kid's got a oh, lot of promise and potential. Talent. Yeah, exactly. So kind of curious to get your take on the release here and the, the fact that they're just kind of saying, you know what? We're going to part ways with you. You know, we had given him a contract and we said, you know what? It, it's just time to, time to say, turn it over. Again, saving five and a, five, a little over five and a half on the cap uh, per over the cap.com. But what are your thoughts on the Ravens releasing uh, Tavon? I Young? wasn't that upset about it because okay. I think when we talked before when I was in here, most of us thought he was going to be gone by next year or, well, this year. Um, I think they're going to draft a cornerback in the, at least the second round. Oh, well, in the first two rounds. So you got a lot of people that also think Brandon Stevens showed a lot of promise. Right. Uh, especially some, some people are thinking, and I think Flock Nation said, you know, Brandon Stevens yeah. moves to the slot. Very well could be. I think he because he was a corner and a safety in college. Exactly, so. he has the ability to be to be flexible. He's going to be able to learn. And and you know we're we're going to get into the addition they made today. Uh, but when you look at this secondary, on paper, top tier corners in the league, like the top tier corner tandem in the league. The problem is, is both those guys are coming off severe injuries. So we got to make sure they can truly bounce back. I mean, it's one of those things that it's you're like, if everything pans out. 
this secondary could be fucking unstoppable. It would have been unstoppable this year, I think. But they just got someone mown them over with a lawnmower or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, somebody was throwing somebody, <laughs> somebody rocks. Was, somebody was sniping out of the top row uh, of MT Bank, apparently. Uh, but no, look, you get the, the cap space there, right? And we're going to get into cap space here in a little bit because I want to I want to get your thoughts on on where we stand. But then we also get the announcement of Alejandro Villanueva. We briefly briefly talked about this last week. He retires. That's going to save us $6 million. I got that uh, conversation, too. Villanueva, you're retiring. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. That was it. It was, it was hey, we're, we need to go younger. Um, I, I think it, it makes sense. But between those two guys, right, almost $12 million in cap space. A lot of money. So it's definitely a lot of money. And, and when you look at that, it, it's – it puts them in a much better position than they were a week and a half ago. Because True. a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, we were talking $5 million, $6 million in cap space. Now we're talking 15 to $18 million in cap space. And we already see them utilizing some of that today. I think everybody was shocked on this. I was. I, I was, but I wasn't, right? Because the Ravens go out and they sign free agent safety, Marcus Williams, five years, $70 million. Right. A little bit. Uh, what's going on here for a second? Right. Because that's about 13, 14 million a year. The problem with that for some people is people were thinking we could get Tyron Matthew for that. How, how old is Matthew? He's got to be older. I than, think he's 31 or 30. Yeah, this guy's 25. Exactly where I was going with this. The youth here. Right. We're trying to go younger. This guy spent four seasons or five, technically five seasons uh, with the Saints played in 15 games, 16 games, 15 games, 14 games, 16 games, respectively. Right. So the guy is tenured. He's been around. He's not an, necessarily an interception machine. Four, two, four, three, two. As far as interceptions over those five years, not bad. The, it's it's not bad. It's respectable. Right. This guy is, is in the top 20 as far as interceptions each year that he's played. But he wasn't playing as safety. For Marlon Humphrey and a healthy Marcus Peters. And a Chuck Clark. And Chuck Clark. Exactly. Right? The, the master himself, as far as play calling and being yeah. able to control this defense, this could be, you could open up his ability to be a true free-ranging safety. We need that. We, we, we need a ball-hawking safety. Like I, I like Deshaun Elliott, but I think his time was up. I think so too, and we had some people chiming in. They they, they were kind of saying, yeah, you know, you know moving Brandon Stevens would be dope as long as they wouldn't sign Elon Apple. I'll be happy there. I don't uh, think he's coming here. Yeah, a lot of people are are kind of thinking, you know, oh, maybe he'll come. He's not coming here. It's not going to happen, especially after what he said uh, about Lamar and all that. And I know it's you know it's good old ribbing in a sense, but it just shows you that he's willing to talk. And not can't back it up all the time, right? We saw that multiple times throughout his his playoff run. Uh, but I think when you look at everything, everybody's kind of kind of saying one of the things that um, you look at. He's known for one bad play as a rookie, been a top safety uh, since 2009, 2019. Sign me up. So I'm assuming you're talking about Marcus Williams. But yeah, yeah I, I think the Ravens see something in him that just shows you that they are going the right direction. Flock Nation's right on that. That. Uh, Elliot and Clark are the same type of players, and one had to go. Yeah, I mean, it 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 shows you that they're they're saying that it wasn't in house. The answer wasn't in house for them. Um, but when you look at this guy uh, again, six one one ninety five is what they've got him at. He was drafted in the second round uh, by the Saints in twenty seventeen NFL draft. 
So this guy had a lot of promise, continues to have promise. They they even offered. So his his original contract, he was on a four-year, $6 million deal. He got an a extension with a franchise tag. So they franchise tagged this guy last year, and they had him at one year for $10.6 million. So he bumped his value up. Obviously, Definitely. he was a staple in that secondary for the Saints, which – the defense was probably the best thing about the Saints <laughs> this past year, right? So to go get a piece to sure up your defense from one of the better defenses in the league, I think it made sense here. Any problem with the numbers? Do you think that? Uh, do you think it makes sense? I think it makes sense. I don't think they overpaid. Like you don't want some ridiculous, crazy hundred million dollar deal for a safety, you know? Even if they would give out that, but who knows these days? They just throw money around like, you know, they have like a thousand dollars sitting in their pocket, but. Um. I really think that the deal is good, and I do like that Tony Jefferson's here too. Like he showed promise last year. You have twenty-five. You know, he's not a rookie, but he's you got a veteran backup. You know that'll help you. I think that's good for for the Ravens. Yeah, and there, you get somebody saying uh, Griff says uh, Deshaun Elliott should have been playing uh, strong safety, and that's kind of what we're getting at. It, is it's he's not a free safety. Right. Deshaun Elliott and Chuck Clark are both strong safeties. The problem is, is Chuck Chuck Clark is better at helping to control the defense and, and be that play that play and signal caller. Now they they adjusted it last year and had him flip out of that role to, in some plays. I wonder if that was their downfall a little bit. It, it very possibly could be because he he knew that defense. He knows his guys, and the, that's one of those things you have to kind of take a step back and look at. Does this defense improve? Right. When when you look at what they did, I, I think it's interesting. That they sign Williams, especially to an extended deal, considering just before that, the Ravens tenured six players, one of which was Geno Stone, which you were expecting that he would be the he, guy he, that would be in the free the safety guy. position. Yeah. But now you go and you sign an extended contract with Williams. Where does that put Stone? Is he I on mean, the outside playing in? No, I think he proved himself last year. He's just a backup. You know he's not there yet. Do you think he? Do you think he winds up starting on the practice squad? No. You think he'll be on the starting roster? You he'll think be on the starting car- You think we're going to carry four safeties? The way our secondary was last year, <laughs> we're going to need all the safeties and all the corners we can get. We don't even get a pass rush either. So yeah, uh, they said Geno Swift can play next to Williams. He also had the green dot in the Packers game uh, against A. I thought he played pretty well. He did, and that would be the one, the one value to him is that he can play. Uh, I wonder how McDonald is going to utilize these defensive players. And that's a good point, right? This is all you developing based on what your needs are, but you better be paying attention. How's McDonald going to use these guys? Right? How much of an influence is McDonald having on Harbaugh and Harbaugh then turning around and having on EDC? What if you use Clark as like that guy that you know, uh, plays middle linebacker, plays corner, plays safety. You move them all over the field. You're going to need a Geno Stone. Yeah, I, I mean, because they all said that he was he's a good tackler and he plays those kind of positions. Yeah, I think he's he's a guy that he did show a lot of promise. Now, obviously, with Geno Stone, we we released him at one point, right? And then he wound up coming back to us. Everybody loves the Ravens. We're able to get him back, so I, I think there's value to that. I think one of the big things that you got to look at is with this defense, it, it really comes down to. The, the package comes down to the health of Marlon and Marcus. True. Because if one of them is out, you've got to flip. You've got to flip a Stevens onto the outside. He can't play the slot anymore. Yeah. So then that frees up. Now your safety is not playing. Now your free safety is not playing free safety anymore. Nope. <laughs> Which means then Chuck Clark needs to be out there in the strong safety to really guide this defense a little bit better. Now, again, 
we saw him kind of come into the game and, and and be the green dot, play well, and and be able to coach. It. But Chuck Clark is is that guy. He's the man. I, I don't think he's 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 a guy that you can overlook. And Tony Jefferson, you know, that's maybe another guy that you're bringing in to help experience help help a guy like Williams get to the next level. Yeah. Right. And not that. He Tony looked, Jefferson he looked wasn't, good, though. Tony, Tony Jefferson. Jefferson wasn't a, a ball hawking free safety, but he had, he adds you depth, right? He can he gives you that depth piece, and the, again, we talked about it previously. The tutelage he's going to provide to these young players, definitely. He's been around for a while. He's been in the league a while, but so is Chuck Clark. So now you're paying two guys. Chuck Clark's on the cheap, though. I mean, well, I don't they're think both they, somewhat on the cheap for what yeah. they are, but it, it, it's they one of those things we gotta we gotta get get through it. Uh, <laughs> Nick Short, we'll have to carry twenty cornerbacks the way exactly. our injuries went. I agree, Nick. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's interesting when you look at everything, you know, I, I talked about the tenured players, right? So I talked about Geno Stone. Outside of that, the only other guy is Christian Welch that they tenured, which he spent half the season on the practice squad and, and special, special teams, teams floating between the two. You need those guys to make up your team. You do. You do. But to tenure one to, to tender one of those guys, it's a little surprising. I mean, I guess maybe it's a depth piece at linebacker. I mean, he, he filled in at middle linebacker uh when Queen was hurt, for, he, when okay, he come true. out, Fair so enough. he was in Fair there. Enough. Fair enough. So they they tenure him. Then on the offensive side of the ball, this was the interesting one that I think tells them that they 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 have a, a I don't want really to call it a backup plan, right? But we all know that center is a big thing. We all know that they're interested in Bradley Bozeman. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But they tenure Tristan Colon Castillo. Okay, right. That's a backup plan. Him and Macario can be backup plan centers. Right, if you can't get the the a guy that's one hundred percent ready in the draft or through free agency, he becomes a guy that can be serviceable. I think he played pretty well two years ago. Now you know he filled in a little bit here and there on the line last year, but when he uh, had to play center uh, those couple games, I was very impressed. Yeah, I, I was happy with I know what a I saw. small Again, sample size. It but. wasn't it wasn't anything that blew me out of the water. But it was again. It was we didn't have the bad. There wasn't bad snaps. That's McCarty. <laughs> right. He's better off on the line. Uh, right. McCarty has McCarty has been well at tackle. You know, and who knows what they do again? We still have the draft, right? That's what we got to remember. We still have the draft to deal with. So everybody that's clamoring for all these all these things, they're good to clamor for. It's nice to, that we all we all agree on what our needs are. But the Ravens historically have been pretty good at drafting offensive linemen for the most part they're they're, yeah, they're pretty hit. That. they're pretty hit on offensive line when even they draft they, them they're even third fourth round guys you would agree even someone like uh ryan jensen who had one really good year and he got paid highest paid center for a couple years and now and he went to be a really good just one goes, come back <laughs> yeah come back you redheaded monster <laughs> exactly uh but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute um so christian tristan colon castillo tyler huntley i think this was a, this was a no-brainer to ten, tender him Right? Oh, someone would pick him up in a heartbeat. Exactly. So if you tender him, you can keep him on, and he's your back. He's truly your backup. the 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 problem is, is he's got. You have to be open minded, right? I think if we have somebody that we could be on the practice squad that could f feasibly fill in for Lamar if something were to happen, you have to you have to at least entertain all offers. You, you see, I would have called the the commanders because they were giving away everything in their brother and say, <laughs> exactly. Hey, you want Huntley for like two first rounds. And then you could turn around and go trade for like our buddy McSorley, which I liked, you know, yeah. Hey, here's a six round pick Arizona and you, you steal. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and I just I saw somebody j- chime in on the whole piece about the the offensive lineman. And Jawan James is another good example, right? We picked oh, up yeah, Jawan James last year. About him. So that's a that's another guy that should be hopefully healthy. Cross your fingers to come back next year and actually be, you know, be a participant and really take it and elevate it to the next level. So that'll be quite interesting. Um, the other one they tendered. Honestly, to me, this was a no-brainer. I thought this was a guy they should tender. Nick Moore, long snapper. Oh, definitely. You gotta you gotta tender your long snapper. They need to pay him. He did pretty well last year. He, I don't think he he, he had filled any in bad, very well. Yeah, yeah, he filled in very well on the Wolfpack, so I was very happy there. Uh, the one that did have me really scratching my head, Tyson Williams. Uh, I don't know. You got me there. Like I like you didn't use him. Why well, are you tendering him? Exactly. I, it, I don't know. It makes no I, sense. You're, you're looking at me like I have the answer. Hey, EDC, call me up. <laughs> I know. Hit me on Twitter. Give me an answer or help, something. Help I don't Joe know. with the answer here because I just don't I don't get it. Well, I it think, doesn't make sense to me. I think you're better off getting rid of him and even Justice Hill and say, we're done with you. Bring in a young third-string guy. I, I, That's what I would do. I'm not sold on Hill. I said get rid of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought like, you said, all right. I thought you said bring up Justice Hill. No, I misunderstood you. I, you get rid of those two, and then you draft a young guy, maybe in the fifth round or something like I that. I mean, do you do you? Or the fourth? Devontae, we have like Devontae a, was a one-year deal, right? One-year and uh, Murray's both gone. They should be, at least as far as I remember. All from a fucking contract. All from a vet minimum contract to know a system that they yeah, already they're, know. They're gonna look at it and go, okay, you got um, your two starting running backs. You know, I ain't gonna play. Hopefully, they come back healthy. True. <laughs> we haven't hit. We haven't hit camps yet. They're, that's like if. That's last minute, you know, I can wait on them because they're not going to get a I'm job. I'm scooping one of them up and giving them a veteran, veteran minimum deal just because both of my running backs, both of my, my starting running backs are coming off of injury. I'm giving one of them a, a veteran minimum yeah, deal. Well, they're probably paying the offer. Pay, playing the cap game right now where if they pay them now, maybe, you know, they can cut it down. Yeah, but bit. you also can, there's contracts that you can restructure here. We've talked about restructuring Marcus Peters' contract. If you That can, should be done like yesterday. Lamar it, yeah. should have been signed two weeks ago. We don't have to get on that topic. But, I, we'll get I mean, into that. We'll get into that a little bit because there's there's some controversy going on with that whole piece. But my whole issue is, is there's there's ways to work with the contracts that you have, restructure some of the contracts you have, drop some of the guys, which is good, right? You're already freeing up some of that space. Yeah. And it's good. You went, and, you went and solidified some of that, which tells me that they think they're going to be able to get a lot through the draft, right, to be able to free up some of these guys. Um, you know, one of the other guys that they did re-sign, defensive tackle Aaron Crawford, uh, they signed him as an undrafted rookie in 2020, spent most of his rookie season on the practice squad, and uh, last year was on the injured reserve. I think that signing uh, to I think that was a practice squad deal. I, I think that is just simply a body. It's a body. It's depth if you need it, especially because you don't on that defensive front. You haven't solidified anything oh, there no. yet. You right? have L.A. and I mean, Bowser, what, tore his Achilles. So you don't know if he's, you, he's you, well, be you're back. hoping he's going to be back in time to start. Right. Uh, but you also hope they don't push him back too too quickly. So. We've been talking a lot about salary cap. Well, Brian McFarland at Ravens salary cap is how you see him on Twitter. He said entering entering today's uh, this was the other day entering today's legal tampering window with the the fifteen point seven uh, two million dollar cap space. They can create more if needed, but probably not imperative at this moment. The Ravens under contract and tendered guys. They had one hundred eighty nine point three. So that left them with that just over fifteen million, uh, probably fifteen, just about fifteen and a half million in the in the the cap space. Now you're going to tie some of that up. We don't know what the contract for 
Williams looks like and how it's structured. Yeah, yet. I don't think that came out yet. We it's haven't heard what the I missed cap it. hit. Um, so here's a question: Who's taking up most of their cap money right now? Is it Peters and Humphrey? I mean, like you would think, without not having signed a quarterback, they'd have a lot more room. Yeah, I think I mean, Stanley. I guess is taking up a lot. It's Stanley. I think the, the the highest contracts are Stanley, Humphrey, and and Peters. But they restructured Peters to make it lower last year. They could we could see the restructure again this year oh, on his contract. Stanley I should be it. waving his hand, going, "Hey." I'll help you. Out. I'll restructure exactly. He should be, but not knowing what's going to happen with him, if he's even going to be playing. I mean, he could. They're saying really? that he could be done for his career. That would suck. Which would suck. At which point, you know, you would hope he would be like, "Look, we'll give you a Chris Davis contract. Just <laughs> we'll <laughs> no, extend out all no, that money." Chris Davis Day. We all have to remember that. I don't <laughs> exactly. even know what it is, but. Uh, but no, I think it's interesting, right? Looking at that. So then you got to turn around. Well, after you look at the salary cap, you got to turn around and you look at, you got to look at the free agency, the Ravens free agents, and then the Ravens rumor mill that's been fired up at this point, right? So let's just quickly unrestricted free agents. Listen to this list: Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Tavon Young, Sammy Watkins, Patrick Ricard, Jimmy Smith, Justin Houston, Chris Board, Justin Ellis, L.J. Fort. Uh, Latavius Murray, Pernell McPhee, Devontae Freeman, Anthony Averett, Chris, Chris Westry, Crawford, which we did resign, Deshaun Elliott, Bradley Bozeman, Khalil Dorsey, Atoro Alaka, and Brandon Knight. All right, say that three times fast. No, <laughs> not going to go through that list again. So that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Over half of those names were guys that at some point were starters last year. Half of almost half of those names. I'm trying to count them too. There's one, two, three, half four, the list is defensive five, guys. Five corners. I was actually surprised they got rid of Restory. Let's well, let's see because he's, he's young. Watkins, Ricard. I don't care about Watkins. Watkins, Ricard, Freeman, and Freeman, Bozeman, and Knight. You have five guys off the list that I just read that were offensive guys. The rest of them were your defense. Yeah. Pay attention, people. You could see some draft moves that. We weren't anticipating because you're going to need to, to to free this up. Now, you did sure up the safety position, obviously, with the Williams piece, right? He checks the box. Uh, he checks the box, right? So that you don't have to worry about Deshaun Elliott at that point. Um, that also kind of, you know, he could probably fill in a little bit. I think Stevens handles Anthony Averett. I don't think Chris Westry's going anywhere. I don't think he played well enough to to go anywhere. Maybe like it, a he'll be minimum a contract guy next, yeah. next year. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, Averett probably is going to sign a big deal. I yeah, think. people are saying dump Watkins. Uh, we'll hate to see Ricard, Ricard go. That, that would suck, but I think that's why they brought back our buddy Ben Mason. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> he priced himself out of the market like Juszczyk did. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is when you when you go that way, Mason was like nobody wanted him. Now you're t- now you brought now him, back. him back. Now we've got him back. Uh, okay, are you going to go back in that? Uh, you know, Smith coming back, maybe. Like, there's a lot of different things that could happen here. But a few of the, the main spots, right? The rumors have been flying about Bobby Wagner since the Seahawks dropped him. That would be the Ravens apparently are interested, right? And and the Ravens flock wants to see him in purple and black. I think awesome. he played well. He he wasn't playing to his fullest potential because he didn't have guy. He didn't have a lot of guys around him. Seattle's got, went in a tailspin real fast. He, he yes, but I think Bobby Wagner. I want to say he's like thirty one. I have no thirty two. I'd have to look it up. Somebody out there yeah, might, be able, out might there. be able to know. Hey Chuck. Uh, but yeah, Chuck, Chuck, up, Chuck. I'm looking at Chuck. <laughs> yeah, somebody help us out. Uh, but he's I, he's up there, right? So we're talking about getting younger. Is does that make sense, right? The other one that, that people are clamoring for now. If you're going to go with an, a, a guy that's a little bit older, 
This is the name that I'm probably a little bit more intrigued by. All right, who's that? The interest that the Ravens apparently have in bringing back Zadarius Smith. I would like that. I would not. He's a that. true Raven. That you can take Smith and get rid of McPhee. Like, and I, McPhee was serviceable, but McSmith, uh, Smith, Zadarius Smith is younger. Uh, McPhee was potentially on his way out. He was, you know, he's, he he's wasn't older. playing as many snaps. Now Smith is still still getting getting up there. He's not. He's not. I don't think he's as old as McPhee is, but he's still getting up there. But it helps you fill a stopgap. I put him. You know what? two-year contract maybe right maybe a three, three year probably three. maybe three year um but i think there there's interest there Someone because said he's not coming back i don't know who because if you if you bring him in one of the things wagner was born in 1990 okay so that makes him 32 okay good math so <laughs> you're the you're the tax guy and you can do math that fast jesus christ not, where's my calculator yeah right <laughs> Uh, but they said you would all, you would never have a calculator when you needed it. <laughs> it's my phone. Um, but no, you, the idea of of a, of a Wagner or Smith. I think the, the, the appeal with Wagner is the fact that you that you have the injuries going on in the linebacker spot. You had yeah. LJ Fort last year. Uh, you had Bowser going down at the end of the year. That's I think the intrigue for a lot of people there with a linebacker like well, who, Bobby. Who Wagner. are they going to have playing with Queen then? Because if. Uh, well, I guess Malik Harrison is still there. So you have Harrison who can who can step and fill in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's. I think you got to see what happens with Bowser, right? If Bowser can go back real. healthy, then there's not a problem there. And if you re-sign LJ Fort for something, then you can make it work. Um, but the, the thing is, is you have to also look at, at that front line. This defensive front. I, I mean, all those guys I just named, right? Crawford was a fill-in guy, but Jelly, no, Houston, Campbell. Williams and Campbell, four guys. Yeah, I don't, who, I don't know who they're going to have to play defensive line. So the Zedarius Smith piece kind of intrigues me, especially considering he, Calais Campbell has said he loves the Ravens, but he wants Campbell to go back. through the free agency process. At this point, if Campbell comes back, I'm, I don't hate with it. Uh, Joe, a close friend, is close to Smith. He told me a chance he will come back, but you never know. Money talks. I don't know. Uh, I guess is that is that uh, Desarius Smith? Is that what they're saying? Desarius that... Smith. I guess they're saying he's a close okay. friend of theirs. So I mean, look, it'd be nice. To, it'd be definitely nice to bring him back. Um, and I think it, it's it, it's it's a flip, right? Do you go a, a Smith? Either one of these guys is not going to be cheap. No, and you true. just spent who knows how much on well of your cap space on you probably spent your free have, agency if, if you're going anywhere in free agency anywhere else in free agency to add somebody that's not off of somebody else's practice squad or you know uh, a, a a second position type player right a backup type player that you think has the potential to be a starter it's going to cost you yeah so you've got to, you're going to have to restructure it's going to be interesting both those guys intriguing i get it uh, to me, is Darius Smith of the two sounds more interesting. And then you also got to look. Let's look at the offensive side of the ball, and let's specifically look at centers. Right, Bradley Bozeman is really drawing some interest. We're hearing interest from the Giants, the Jets, the Bengals, and the Panthers. The Bengals would freaking hurt, right? Uh, Division rival going over there, and they just mm. made it, and they've already made moves. We're going to talk about some of the moves that they made to sure up that offensive line, but if they get Bradley Bozeman, they sure up their center position, that's going to hurt, especially with our guy. And I think some of, um, I saw before we started the show, there was a couple centers that signed, like Jensen, and there was another one or two that were like, oh, they are just going down off the chopping block. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? So you talk about Jensen, Kelsey, 
Uh, ben mm. Jones, uh, that was with the Titans, Mitch Morse, and Brian Allen. They all stay with their teams. The Bucks, the Eagles, the Titans, the Bills, the Rams. They all stay with their current teams. Tom Brady had something to do with Jensen. We're going we're to leave it at that. But now you gotta now you got to say, okay. I, I think that was tampering either, by Tom Brady. You either pay a center or you are getting your center in free agency. That, or that guy from Iowa is looking pretty good right about now. <laughs> Linderbaum. Linderbaum may may make it. Now, again, who knows? Maybe the Ravens think that Colon Castillo and Bakari are enough. So if they're enough, now you just sure up the, the other spots. Like if you want to go grab another, I don't think we necessarily need to grab a, another guard because you got Zeitler. Cleveland started to come into his, yeah, to his own was, towards the end of the year. Uh, I don't think he, I don't think we thought he was the project that he was. Right, True. so he turned out being a little bit more of a project. Maybe you see a leap this year, but really, you need to you need to shore up the tackle spots because right now you do not go know what's going on at left tackle. Nope, that's that's kind of scary. It is, it is, which is why I think you have to go get. I understand you paid him, but you got to go get your left tackle of the future. Definitely, you I have agree. to go I get the left tackle of the future. You have to either draft him in the first or second round, at least. Yeah. So, and we're going to do some more. I know some people were trying to ask it about uh, some of the, the mock drafts that we've done in the past. We're going to do some more of those in the coming weeks. Have some more guests on to do those. It's a little harder when it's just two of us in here. Maybe I'll be invited back. Maybe you'll be invited back. You've been doing a pretty good job so far. I like it. Uh, but Scott, I think he needs to take another shot right about now. Oh, geez. All right. Well, Come on, then, Scott. then you get into some of the North AFC North free agency pieces. All right. So well, what, tell us about what the Steelers have done so so far well, because this this has an impact on on our division here. I don't know if the Steelers Maybe. quarterback signing was much of an impact with uh, Mitch Trubisky uh signed a 2-year 14.25 million dollar deal and, and it could be up to 27 million in incentives. I don't look at that as being a an issue. They got Mason Rudolph. You know, the, I would be better than Mason Rudolph. I don't I, know how I much really better, think but it's better. The, the Steelers will draft a quarterback this year in the first Couple. I don't know if they have a first round pick. I know they traded some away the last couple of years, but I'd have to look and see. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I would say they're drafting somebody. Uh, they also signed uh, Chawuga Agofor, uh, offensive tackle. Sorry, I butchered that name. Uh, <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Mallett, a cornerback, and Miles Killebrew um, re-signed to a two year deal. Yeah. Um, so both of those guys, the the uh, the secondary guys, are guys that played a role that, last year. They in the don't secondary look, being okay. For me, that's not like oh, that's a huge deal it's for not the Ravens. Signing. No, no, it's not a splash signing. I think they're going to take a couple. I really think the uh, Steelers. Thank you, Donnie. Will, they picked twentieth. Okay, there you go. Um, I think they'll take a step back this year just to try to regroup. Because you know sometimes the, the Ravens need to do that. You know, one year it's like even yeah. this year, if we made the playoffs, it would hurt us more. Uh, drafting in the back of the first round than being 14th. Yeah. It would have hurt us more. And, and Chuck says Mitch Trubisky coming to Pittsburgh is a huge dice roll. It is, but at the same time, he's, I think he's just, at this point, it's a two-year deal. It's a stopgap, right? It's it's so you can draft your next guy. I saw that <laughs> dribbles, know, Mr. Dribbles. Like, you need a sippy cup? I was cup? laughing at <laughs> I was laughing at Mitch Trubisky. I mean, come uh, on, that guy sucks. Look, I, I get, it, but but he's better than fucking Mason Rudolph That's at this true. point, right? And Mason Rudolph, you you put him in when Ben when Ben went down. Well, the, what the fuck happened? Your defense kept you in. Oh, he did nothing. So you're hoping it does something. He's really just a stopgap. You know, it's seven million dollars a year for a starting quarterback. That's not that it's bad. Not, I, bad I, I, not bad numbers. That's like, not bad numbers. Uh, so, now he's a shitty quarterback. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but all right. Well, let's move on to the Steelers because yeah. nobody likes him anyway. It, so. didn't, uh. it didn't make sense. Now, here's the one that, that gets really interesting. The Browns. 
Uh, and we're going to have to have uh, the guys over at Big Play on at some point to get their take on all this shit. Yeah, that'd happened. be a good idea. So uh, Amari Cooper is acquired in a trade with Dallas in exchange for a 2022 no. fifth-round pick and a swap of six-rounders. Trade is not official until tomorrow, technically. Oh. So someone, stuff could still happen. Back out. But uh, the Browns are apparently all in because they subsequently released Jarvis Landry, who was supposedly their team leader. Could, could you imagine if uh, Jerry Jones said, no, I'm not doing this, and just, you know. They <laughs> now, they're out, now they're out of Mark Cooper and Jarvis Landry. Pull it off the table. Uh, that would be hilarious. By the oh way, Nick, God. I have no idea what happens to Haskins. He sucks. He went to Ohio State. That's all we got to talk about. Uh, maybe he's the backup. And oh, is like Rudolph gone now? I don't know. I mean, he oh, we could have be to a, look at that. He, he's probably practice squad or third string. You know? Yeah. It, it, look, it, it's it's one of those things that they. This does not make sense to me. They fleeced Dallas, though. I'd agree with that. Dallas only getting back in twenty twenty two, and then swapping six round a twenty twenty two fifth rounder, and then swapping six rounders. Well, I wonder someone had Cooper? to be the, had to be the money. I don't know what he's getting paid, but they probably tried they to have have dump been. some. Because, as you know, even with the Ravens, they can't all have you know top tier guys all yeah, making. I get that hundred million dollars or whatnot. No, I get that. My, my thing is, is it just it to me on paper? Like maybe it's the name, right? But Amari Cooper seems like he draws a little bit more than a fifth rounder and a swap of six rounders. I'd agree. I mean, that's that's pretty much a car, Amari Cooper. Let's almost call it Amari Cooper for. And I'd have to look to see what the swap Marquise is. Brown, can we swap? Watch, watch the swap be like I don't know. It's probably like five picks or something like that. Maybe it's ten. Yeah, maybe something it's more. Like I don't that. know. But even still, to swap that in a six rounder, you might as well have just done it for a fifth rounder. And Amari Cooper to me is you know maybe a maybe a third round. Uh, second or third round type yeah, guy talent. The way if he's got the right quarterback, Amari Cooper can be deadly. I, Not I, saying Baker's the right quarterback. No, but. but I think a lot of times these GMs look at the guys that are older like that. You would think they would go a third round, but since they're older, they don't get that value. Yeah. Well, the other thing is is they the, the, the head scratcher that we said last week, the tight end David Njoku gets the franchise tag. Yeah, how much makes are they no paying, sense he ended the year on the money. injury. It just doesn't make sense and at all. And they got a Hooper, so yeah, you exactly. paid him. Right, exactly. So uh, now you're paying David Njoku top, what, top five yeah, it's, tight end money, it's not, and you barely utilize It's him. not like they were Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez back in the heyday when the Patriots had those two. They're not even close to that. No, no. Uh, but then they, the Browns go out, they a defensive side of the ball. They get Chase Winovich. Um, they acquired him in a trade with the Patriots in exchange for Mac Wilson. Uh, the trade doesn't, again, doesn't become official uh, until Wednesday when the new league year starts. Um, and then Taven Bryan uh, agreed to terms with the Browns on a one-year deal worth up to $5 million defensive tackle. Uh, if you don't know him, neither do I. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all you need to know. Um, maybe somebody out there does, but he's not. he's never been on my radar, never a guy that I'm paying attention to. Um, and maybe that's me. I'm just, it doesn't seem like a splash move for me to help their defensive front. Uh, but I don't know what they're... I don't know what their salary cap situation looks like. Um, so I would imagine it's pretty expensive with Amari Cooper now. That's probably why you, you dump Landry, Landry to get rid of the money. Um, and you know that you're already paying uh, some of your defensive your defensive edge. They're your probably edge paying Odell, too, if they, since they released him. Very well could be. Something. Very well could be. Um, 
Bang- the Bengals. Bengals. So this is the one that's interesting because the Bengals go out and they're they're looking. We we already know the Bengals need to shore off the offensive line. Well, what's the first thing they do? They sign a four year, thirty five million dollars that includes twenty million over the first two years and a million dollar in Pro Bowl incentives each year Ooh. to Alex Kappa, the guard. Right. So I don't even know him. Uh, I I forget where he came from. Um, I, I saw it and I, I didn't put it's it in my notes. offensive linemen, they're sneaky unless, you know, they're usually big, they wind up staying yeah. the same team. Most of the, most of their careers. It's, it's rare that some of these guys, you know, on the offensive like a line, Jensen or uh, whatever, uh, something a like Jensen, that. a Whitworth, uh, we're going to get into him a little bit later. Right. But that, that's one of those things that it's just interesting. Cause then they turn around and they, they get Ted, Ted Karras, who's another offensive lineman. They signed him to a three-year deal, $18 million contract. Right, so six oh, million dollars a year, probably. He's probably a guy that could That's, float between guard and tackle. I'm probably sure. cheap, probably yeah. on the cheap. Yeah. So, and then they go and they get Jesse Bates. Uh, or I'm sorry, shouldn't they? They didn't go and get him. They franchise tag Jesse Bates. Their safety. Um, interesting guy to franchise tag, I guess. But I don't know what I haven't I paid attention top. enough to their safeties to to know. I know that they're. And I would think top safeties aren't making as much money as say a quarterback or a tight end. I mean, your top. You have one top safety safety in in. Uh, Williams that we just got he's he's considered a top tier you're going to be paying him probably yeah. 12 to 15 million and Tyron Matthew is expected to get fi- anywhere between 13 True. to 18 so I mean if, if that's the case this guy is, is very easily getting uh, a 12 13 14 million dollar contract so it, it it's kind of one of those things you're you're, you're intrigued the- by what's going on it definitely you had teams making the move I think the farthest away from anything is the Steelers I I I think the Steelers are further away with from things than the Browns are, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The Browns, I, it's it's the, the Browns. The, the Browns can, be hit can or miss. blow up any second though. They've had good games. They've had bad games. The Steelers. I just what, don't trust Baker. Steelers. What do they have on defense? And at this point, who who <laughs> you're going to have Mitch Trubisky I'm, throwing now? I mean, like. Are we Good that in, impressed? Are we that intrigued by this? I, I'm not. I, I, it's it's a 50 50. So it's a it's a three A three B, you know, type situation for me. So uh, really, really kind of interested to see what happens as we move uh, into the, the the true bulk of free agency and when we get to the draft to see how these teams approach it. But we'll stay tuned for that. All right, it is time for the Liquor Stop social media shout-out. Uh, what are you dr- drinking on? We, we got a few different uh, brews, uh, some, some brews that we've d- had before. Duck, duck Pin Pale Ale. Ah, out of Union. That stuff's out good. I like their it Pale Ale. Thank you, It's Union very Brewery. good. Uh, I got this one out of Unita Brewing Company. We had this one before. Uh, this is their gu- uh, Guava Mojito star, uh, Tart. It's called Birthday Suit. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Uh, don't mind it. It's if, if you like, if you're not a fan of sour beers, it's it's... It's tolerable for a sour beer. You tried like, to give me that, and was, you said guava, and I was like, no. And then in my head, I thought, Scott really wants to be on vacation with the boys in Vegas, so that's closest he's going to get. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's got tropical animals on it, flamingo. Well, I hope nobody's in their birthday suit. Yeah, they, exactly. Strip. So, uh, but, yeah, no, it, it definitely was a, a, a good beer, uh, and so I enjoyed that, like that one. And Duck Pen is good as well. A uh, ton of you guys chiming yeah. in in the chat Nick room. Nick Short, Chuck Summers. I think James was first. I somehow believe. in Vegas, I don't what I don't know what time it is in Vegas. 
Yeah, uh, but he was first. James was first. Chuck Somers, William. I know that you tuned in. He he shot us a message. Yes, yes we forgot when the show I saw started. Gar- Garnett was in there. Garnett, Abdi. Uh, let's see. You were in there. What the hell are you doing? I was in, in there. there. I was here. like, hey, what's up, yo? <laughs> Garnett, Donnie. Uh, let's see, Flock Nation. Oh, there's Drew. Uh, you already said Nick. Drew's in there. Free drinks. Drew's in there. Uh, Garnett again. Uh, Dominic Henson. What's up, man? Uh, Griff was in there on YouTube. GMN Stretch was in there on Is YouTube. Da- you, you see Daddy in there? I have not seen Daddy in there. Daddy's probably drunk. Is he at the pool? Uh, at this point, passed he's probably drunk now? at the pool, passed out, something along those lines. Uh, but a ton of you guys chiming in. We're trying to get it. Tony Luster out there. Uh, does Zedaria Smith come back? Again, it's an intriguing name. Well, someone who said someone. If you scroll down, someone said no way they knew him and not a chance. Yeah. Donnie, yeah, Donnie was saying that not a chance there. Uh, Travis Whitfield also joining us. Appreciate you, Travis. Uh, I think that's all the names that I saw in there chiming in. If you are in the chat, if you are watching, feel free to chime in the chat room. Get in the chat room with everybody. Uh, we're trying to do this. Also, make sure, uh, as I said before, previous to the show, uh, when we first started, if you guys want to get in on the the Birdland BS Bracket Challenge, it's really easy. It's in the description on YouTube and on Facebook. We can't put it on Twitter for some reason, but we do have a Twitter post that went out yesterday for that. It's got the link in there. Uh, Just all you got to do is search on ESPN's Bracket Bracket Challenge, search Birdland BS 2022 there, and you can... Put your, your bracket in there. It's one bracket per person. Uh, and there's, uh, as and Joe has, Fred's has so giving away a free T-shirt for the person that wins. So we're going to give away a free and T-shirt it, for who well, wins the bracket if, challenge. if one of the boys win here, it should go whoever the next closest person is. That's we might not, have to do that. It's not a member we might have to do that. of the Birdland group. <laughs> well, you're all members, but you know what I mean. Everybody's a BSer, but yeah. the, the in-studio group. Yeah, exactly. That means you're disqualified now. Damn it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It is now time for some bros, bows, and o's this week uh, as we kind of get into things. Uh, hey, did you hear? Read all about it. The lockout's over. Woo! Uh, kind of. Kind of. It is over, but it's over, and they're still arguing over stuff. And I heard they were talking about Ghost Runners again. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just shaking my head. There's a lot of things that, that are going on with this that are that are kind of crazy. Um, the teams have reported, obviously, a lot of things going on with the CBA here and and the way that this works out. And I know we keep, excuse me, we gave our fans uh, a week or two ago kind of a rundown of what the arguments were and and where things stood. So a few things just kind of touch on uh, with this new CBA. It's a five year CBA, so it, this year this will go through December first of 2026. Okay, uh, before the next lockout. Uh, 12 teams will make the playoffs starting in 2022, uh, and it will go. The winners will be best records, um, and they'll receive a bye. The third division winner will receive the highest seed in the wild card round. So there basically is no play in game anymore. I kind of um, liked when they had the little, was it two years ago when they had the bracket, the shortened season? Yes. I like that. That's kind of what they're going for. The which is the, which is weird because I'm like a pretty traditionalist when it comes to baseball. The owners just wanted a few more guys in that, so I think they're that's kind of what do, they're doing. Do you want to know why I liked it? Because I won money off of it. <laughs> I'm sure I got everyone right but one. Uh, so playing rule changes coming in 2023. Larger bases at first, second, and third base. They'll go from 15 inches to 18 inches. They're really. Did you see the picture of them online? I mean, they were huge. They look huge. 
I, I don't understand, but I guess it's supposed to... Why don't we put an orange base at first well, base? Well, technically, isn't, it's supposed to be 60 feet, 6 inches. Like, So the base is actually closer? The bases are actually... No, so the front of the base... Oh, no, so 60 is, feet, 6 inches is the pitcher's mound. It's 90 feet. 90 feet. So they will still be 90 feet. They're just bigger, so they go deeper into the field well, than they did uh, maybe before. they want to stop that whole, like, when you're running down first base... And the people are like trampling on over each you other. Want, you want to stop the clipping. You know, it's it's a little when Manny Machado steps on people's ankles. Player safety, right, is kind of what they're going at. You're still going to have collisions. Do you at think first Manny base. rides motorcycles? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the only way you're not going to have collisions at first base is if you if you do the softball thing and do orange and white. You have True. you have a, a two base thing, which is so stupid. Yeah, like the, um, the softball's got the huge big. The girls they have the huge big side. Yeah. Next year, also coming, a 14-second pitch clock, maybe 19 seconds if there's a runner on base. I don't base. really care. I, if, if you're not going to enforce it, you have the pitch clock already. It's not being well, enforced. It, and if you're not going to enforce the people being in the batter's box. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it does. When you're at the games, you agree, you see the clock. It does seem like it moves, but, like, I don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, a ban on defensive shifts. Teams must have two infielders on each side of the base, each side of second base. I like that, honestly. Like, I think that ruined a little bit of Chris Davis and a lot of these hitters. Like, come on, you would agree. You, I, I agree. you played I, baseball no, growing up. We never had this exorbitant shift, and you hit a you know a little single over the second baseman, and there's a guy standing there just going, "You're out, sucker." Yeah, it's. I get it. I it's it's taking a little bit, but it's it's what they're saying is taking some of the excitement out of the game. So that, I get the I get the shift and you know getting rid of you it. Mean like the, and I think players, it's got to hold players accountable. For I said it a few weeks ago. I don't know if you remember the old diagram that used to show you what player like it was you know a Venn diagram almost, but it was every player and what they should be able to cover. And it's like we've gotten away from that. You should be able as a shortstop. You should be able to get out there. You should be able to make that throw. Jeter used to do it all the fucking time, the hop Jeter. throw, right? We, what's the last time you really saw a hop throw, Manny? Probably because most of the time the shortstop's playing behind second base and any single up the middle is not a single anymore. Well, I mean, he can still play as long as he's on the left side yeah, of second Yeah, but I mean, they base. were like extraordinarily like, you'd be like, oh, that's a hit, and the guy's standing right well, there. The I mean, that's is, crazy. Is, is You're going to have to have the umpire forcing it. So put, Another put enforcement. A, put a freaking line on the field. <laughs> Put a white line on the field between, no, between second no base. No lines. Back. That's even weirder. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it's just, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the minimum salary is also increasing over the next several years. This year being 700000 And by 2026, it'll be seven eighty. Mm. Uh, minor league minimum salaries also going up. Uh, first year players starting at 57-2. Second year players are going to jump to 114 in the minor leagues. Oh, wow. That's a um, bad thing just to play a game. Yeah, I know, right? I still don't understand that because don't they sign their deal? So don't they get paid no matter what? So if Rushman signs a three million dollar so deal it, that's if they if they're if you're a drafted guy if you're not if you're uh, an undrafted, you, undrafted guy undrafted you're dude. that minor league deal you're playing in the you know you're playing on the cheap right so i i get it i got you um you know and again minor league overall minor league salaries uh are gonna bump up they're currently the rookies are making they're gonna be making uh four hundred dollars a week up to ninety two hundred after 23 weeks um so they're really trying to bump some of that stuff well, up. i think i think it's good you know, they talk a lot about these minor league guys having two jobs and, you know, they get yeah, crappy I mean, like, facilities and all that kind of stuff. They should look if they want to improve the game and they want more kids to play, improve minor league stadiums, put money. MLB needs to step in instead of spending money on. I agree. This, that, and, you know, let's go have uh, step in and build facilities at each minor well, league stadium for them to actually well, house these guys in. A, a lot of these state where they used to be, a lot of the stadiums are owned by regular people. They're not owned by Big companies. Keys, Bay Sox, Ironbirds, they're owned by, they're not owned by baseball. I know an owner that uh, they own a 
double A uh, team up in uh, Pennsylvania. And he basically said, Is a it lot- the York Revolution? No, it's not the York <laughs> Revolution. That's independent ball. It would be the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's okay. Altoona Curve. And he said, a, a lot of these bigger companies are coming and buying them up. But yeah. I mean, you guys, everybody knows out there, even with the Kenny Yards, what is that renovation going to cost? You know? Well, but it's not even just that, it's the advertising rate. I mean, look at. When you get when you get some of these young guys coming up, I, I know that you weren't able to go with us with us when we went down to to Bowie. I did go. It got rained out. Remember the second time. Second, I did not <laughs> the go the second time. time. I, I wish I would have been. The able second to go. time when we went, like the stadium being sold out for that that Grayson Rodriguez gas game, right? The oh, yeah, gas can that. game. That one was crazy because it was it was pretty much sold out. The, it was packed. And that's what people are looking at is when you bring in some of these young talent, you bring in top tier guys, you can make it fun. Look at the the bananas. Uh, the Savannah Bananas, it's it's an in, they're an independent league as well. But I think what people are seeing is the opportunity, right? Yeah. The marketing opportunities that are coming along. We're starting to see the Ironbirds, the Bowie Bay Sox with the marketing opportunities and really putting the investment in because it's good. You're going to get the investment. Yeah, people on, will come in if it's a nice nice stadium. It's clean. It's easy to get into. It's uh, you got a good product. You know, people will show Concessions up. Concessions aren't overpriced. Yeah. And they're actually pretty good, usually in the minor league stadiums. Yeah, you're you're watching these guys come come up. It's fun, you know, the the engagement of the fans, the trivia's, the you know, the throwing stuff into the stadium. So it, it's good to see, and it's good to see them putting that into it. And the the pre arbitration bonus is another thing. So guys getting, uh, I think that's a good thing it, for it, these younger it's guys. Extra incentives if they, if they do hit some of the the uh, the marks like Cy Youngs, MVPs, Rookie of the Years, that type of stuff. Um, you know, so that extra extra piece, the service time manipulation, the top two players in rookie of the year voting must receive at least a full year of service time, regardless of when they were called up. I think that's good, which makes sense because doesn't they have to be I thought and this is my misunderstanding. Maybe I thought in order to be considered for rookie of the year, you had to play an X amount of games. I, I thought that the, there was an X amount of games. I, in I, a minimum the cat, the, I feel like the minimum was either like. 60 maybe or something like that oh, okay. to be considered okay. rookie. I thought for some reason I think it was all like 100. Mount Castle came up two years ago, and I don't remember how many games, but it was like 30-something, but he didn't hit the quota. Right, right. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's interesting to see that they're kind of doing that then because that's one of the things that you can kind of get these guys to to bring. It's it, You want to bring guys up sooner? They should be doing that. They, you know, you want to fill the minors with, you know, all the talented you want. The Orioles want to do it. I'll tell you this much. If Grayson, Adley, D.L. Hall, you know, maybe Gunnarsson's maybe a, a long shot this year. But most of those young pitching guys or even one of the outfielders like Kyle Stowers, he's very impressive. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, Kerstad, you probably is at least another nah, year. Yeah, you got another year. You know, but at least. bring them up. People will show up at the stadium down in Canyon Yards to watch them play. Yeah, when you see the youthfulness and you see these guys, especially if they start having some any form of success, it's going to look I, good. But I'd that, rather watch the, those guys play than watch like a bunch of old bums that are washed up. Right. And, well, and that, that player manipulation, or that service time manipulation piece, that by itself would be like, oh, well, they, they would just keep these guys down. They don't get the rookie of the year voting. And then if they don't get the rookie of the year voting, they don't get the extra, the pre-arbitration bonus, and they don't get, we still still, still keep the service time. Well, here's the thing that helps with that. Teams that promote a player to the opening day roster and keep him up for a full season will be eligible to receive up to three draft picks if the player finishes in the top three in the Rookie of the Year voting or top five in MVP Cy Young before he is eligible for arbitration. Adley. 
So if you bring him up now. Three draft picks. Is that, is that going have, to affect this year or next year? It goes into effect this year, right? So if you bring him up, if he finishes top three in rookie of the year voting, you get three. How are they going to do that? If, because he then, if he then finishes, let's say this year he's, and I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there, it would be a great hope. If this year Adley was rookie of the year, and he has a crazy year, and next year he's in the top five for MVP. Could you get six? You could potentially be looking at six well, draft picks. So it's an incentive where to bring are these they guys gonna, up. Where are they going to put that? Because It'll probably be in the third round. Well, but they only have 20 rounds now, I think. I'm pretty sure they came out and they said they had 20. Uh, I'd have it. to look. I don't know if they covered that in this part, but there, there's definitely. So are they just going to add an extra round for this kind of stuff? Or is that like a special comp amateur thing? player draft? So the first six selections are going to be draft are going to be the uh, yeah. So it's twenty rounds. You're right. So it's twenty rounds. So it'll probably be uh, wait, wait. Can you say that again? Twenty rounds. I know. You're I'm right. right. <laughs> You're right. I got you. I got you. Uh, the first, but the first six are going to be by lottery, right? So oh, yeah. then, I, I do kind of like that. It, it keeps people from totally. Well, a piece of competitive balance. Exactly. I get it. I mean, but you're still getting a top a number seven yeah. pick, you know, if, if you Whatever. shit the bed. But uh, and you could potentially be looking at who knows? You could be looking at two picks. Yeah. Right. You could be looking at two picks in the top 10. Um, so that that's the interesting part. I, th- I think I would have liked to have seen if we're going to round it, round it out to 10 as a draft lottery, top 10 picks or even the whole first round. The whole first round would be interesting. You mean just cut the round short? Yeah. Cut the round short. Yeah. What you get one. Each team gets one pick and you do a draft lottery just like the NBA does. Yeah, but it works. could you imagine if like it works in the NBA? What doesn't work in the in the NBA is free agency. Yeah. <laughs> free agency is the problem in NBA. But no, there's again, there's a lot of different things to look at in this in this CBA that you kind of have to kind of take a step back, read through it all. Um, I would encourage you guys to take a look at it. Uh, BlessYouBoys.com does actually have a good breakdown of it, mm-hmm. and that's that's a pretty good piece on on the CBA and everything that's on with it. Um, but moving on from the from the the CBA piece, um, talking about the Orioles, they're getting ready. You know, they're down there at spring training in Sarasota. Games, I think, start Thursday. I think it is. I think no, the games. Your son told me Friday. Is it Friday? I believe him. I can't. I, can't, I, I, I would in, believe goes, my son too. I go. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Are you ready for baseball? Yeah, they start Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, I, would I believe him too. I would Are you going to watch too. it? I'll try to. So uh, he has a half day. So hopefully, uh, you know, Grandpa, uh, Grandma you know, will let him watch it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but so obviously they're t- they're getting ready down there. Uh, guys are reporting, including fucking DJ Stewart. Saw a picture of that the other day. Uh, he needs uh, to go so away. He needs to go away. Um, but one of the things that came out today. At Opacey, the wall is still not done. I we didn't, are, I didn't see a picture. We are less than a month away. You haven't seen the pictures? No, I have not. You have oh to my goodness! I gotta, I'll have to let me just pull show up the it to me here. now. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the wall is. The so concrete. they took they took a picture of the unfinished wall and go, "Hey guys, we're they're, ready for you." They're trying to show you the progress. So I get it. Like right, you're trying to show that it's there. You've got the concrete that looked like in the one picture, it looked like it had just been poured within the past 24 hours. <laughs> um, so I'm. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, but one of the things that you got to, you know, you got to kind of factor in here is there's a lot of different things that are going on with this. So if you scroll, you'll, you can kind of see the pictures there. Uh, but a lot of different things going on with this. Not only do you have to get the, is the wall, you have to let it dry. You're going to have to get the railings, uh, the railings on the inside of the wall up. You've gotta so get the, weird. You got to get the padding up. Uh, then you're going to get the seats back in place, clean it all up. The, the whole, the whole bottom section right next to it, 
it's still concrete still has to be poured there. You got to do drainage too, because and got you drains. have to do drainage exactly, which I think is what the rock is that's there. I think that is the drainage that's that's in oh, there. Yeah, right there. Uh, if you guys Probably. look at the picture, they were on Twitter. The Orioles posted the picture I still don't uh, have earlier today. In. Hey, there's my row. I still don't have our row. Oh, that's right. Row. People don't know we're in the same row. <laughs> we're in the same row. Uh, but yeah, no. So, I mean, interesting. And, and the grass, grass looks like shit. I know. The uh, ground, I can't think of her name, groundskeeper. Um, she's probably pissed. Sherry. Right Sherry's probably. Yeah. Like, Sherry's probably fucking annoyed as hell right now because that grass. It'll take it, them all year to get it ready. Oh, it will. It will. 100%. They like, that's the one thing about the No matter what groundskeeper it is for MLB, opening day, that's their time to shine. Yeah. Because it's. Immaculate, it's perfect, it's glistening, so it's with the, amazing. With the pictures I just showed you, do you think it's ready? You think it, we are less than a month, we are less than 30 days away from opening day at Camden Yards. March, or I'm sorry, April 11th. They got the concrete up. Padding, it, railings, well, seats, it depends, clean up, drainage. I would think it depends when the concrete, we don't know when the concrete was poured. It does look fairly new. But I would think they'd have to give it a, like at least 10 days to like cure and settle or whatever. Right. Then you got to get the padding up. You better hope they have that in stock. I mean, with COVID, everyone has, you know, like, <laughs> good luck. Maybe you might just need to not to put mention, some grass okay, what are you going to, is that all going to be from where the grass was to where the wall is now? Is that all, well, is that all warning track now? I don't know. That's or are you going to extend the warning track? I didn't look the picture big enough to see if they actually, they don't have enough don't to have be able to show it. Yeah. So there's still, there's some grass in it, where it used to be, but there's not, you can't tell what they're doing because they're still driving trucks in and out. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I I could see them like makeshifting something to get it ready, but it probably won't be fully ready. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be fully ready either. But they kind of announced that kind of late too. Bring your bring your own chair. For opening I know. Bring my own chair. Oh, great. <laughs> and you don't get a discount on your ticket probably either. Not. Um, but no. So you got that right. Then the fact of opening day. Opening day is now against the Brewers. Yeah. It feels. It doesn't feel like opening day. Opening day is usually against your division rival most of the time. Yeah, but but in that defense, now with them having the universal DH, the you know every team's playing a game and you know oh yeah the, NL the, everyone's so, playing interleagues. What there's sixty we just got the interleague, there's sixty yeah. interleague games now. Yeah, so it's you're playing against ten different teams. Is that this year they changed it? Because I know Manfred was pushing. I towards, think it's. Competitive balance and not so many division games. I think it's this year. No, no, no. He wants he. They wanted more division games, inter rival, inter inter league games. I'm saying they, they wanted more inter league games, not more division games. Well, they probably hope that people like you and me will go to like St. Louis or wherever. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is, is I. Here's why I do like it. I just don't like it on opening day. I like it because I get to see more players. Right. I can I can see if Chris Bryant was still with the Cubs, being able to see a Chris Bryant come in. Right. Being able to see. Uh, be, with them, we're talking Brewers. A Josh Hader come in, right? Those type of guys. It's it'd be it's cooler to kind of see, and that's a way to bring fans in. This it's if you have more of them in the summer. That's why I like the summer ones because when it's hot, you're getting all that fucking tourist money because all those people are traveling with their teams or trying to travel with their teams. So I'm that's where I'm fine with it. Where I'm not fine with it is the beginning of the season and the end of the season when it used to be division games, and that's when you want your fans there. Yeah, but. The Yankees fans and the Red Sox fans take over Canyon Yards anyway, so. Yeah, but you give them more of a reason when you put those games in the summer. Like, True. I'd rather those games be the meaningful games where either we're, either the stadium's empty because we're not showing up and it's too, it's a week. 
it's a weekday game, yeah. so you can't have it, them well, bill it. But you're also getting more money by having them be there. So it's, re- it's a- recently, a lot of those Red Sox Yankee games have been during the uh, during the week. Yeah, the last couple of years. I mean, I remember you know back in '12 when we were filling the stadiums. You know, they were what's up weekends. Um, but I'll probably honestly, I don't like going to the Yankee Red Sox games. I'll probably will sell most of mine just because yeah. I do not care for their fans and. So I just don't want to see him. We're going to get into this a little bit Who's later, that? but uh, Adit says uh, new CBA isn't going to stop tanking. Exhibit A is the Reds. Oh, that is bad. Traded Sonny Gray for Jesse, Wink- Jesse Winker and Suarez uh, last couple of days. Do, do, and you also and, have uh, the, the move that the Yankees wait, wait, made. Wait, wait, wait. Your boy, your, your idol, Ken Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest paid Red on the team right now. <laughs> I know that's pretty bad. <laughs> he's been out of the game. He's in the Hall of Fame. I know he's, he's in the Hall of Fame, still paid. getting paid. That should be a Ken Griffey Junior Day. How's he still getting money? Yeah, uh, Chuck does bring up a good point. More I ninety five series with the Nats and Phillies. I don't I like. The, I, I don't I like the Phillies. That. I don't like the Nats. The Phillies have a great ballpark. I've been there. I loved going there. I'd go again. You've been there plenty of times. Your wife's also used to be a She's Phillies a fan. Phillies fan, but I can never phrase that. She's a Chase Utley fan, when, right? When, yes, true. When <laughs> I can't say anything because I do have a Chase Utley jersey. <laughs> and maybe a re- a, re- I have a jersey that's yeah, not a catcher. Yeah, the, Where's the guys? The Matt Weeders jersey upstairs, too. The, yeah. the wife's oh, like by her. the way, the casting couch is just Fred sitting over there by himself mm-hmm. looking pissy. <laughs> Fred, how you doing? Happy don't, birthday, buddy. Don't get married this weekend. That's all I got to tell you. Yeah. For, for those of you that are just joining us, Fred and the guys are out uh, in Vegas. Unfortunately, due to other vacations that I had planned and not being able to get out there, I wasn't able to go out with them for Fred's 40th. But Fred's 40th is tomorrow. So hit happy him up birthday. on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. Tell him happy birthday. Uh, uh, do a drink for Fred tomorrow. We're doing, we'll do one. I'll do one a little bit later. I know you're, not, got, you're not doing the shots tonight because yeah, you got tonight. a little bit of a drive. Uh, at least you got invited. I have to sit in this seat and they didn't even invite me. Oh, ouch. All right. Ouch. We're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of good guys, um, <laughs> Cedric Mullins. Uh, we heard last month that he didn't, that he played last year with Crohn's disease. And for those that don't know, Crohn's disease, it affects your stomach. It affects, you know, sometimes your ability to function. Like from every, from everybody really I bad. know, there's some days that you're like, you're, you're in the bathroom just, for a yeah. long time. Mm. You're in the, you're, you know, you're having bad cramps, things like that. And now we don't know how bad his was, uh, but he was asked like, why did you wait until just last month to, to tell everybody that you had this? His response, he wanted to make sure that the spotlight stayed on Trey and him beating cancer because that was a much bigger deal than him having Crohn's disease. What a man. You're what a fucking teammate. Sign him up. Sign him a check. Seriously, I'd rather pay this guy $100 million or whatever they're paying Remember that deal we gave Adam Jones? Yeah, sign him up. Sign Cedric to that deal right now. You know, I was a little bit of a haterade in the beginning, but he's really grown on me. Like he's Fred. He saw, really, I'll give Fred credit. Fred, Fred, Fred saw I'll give, wait, Papa Donahue. I got to eat the, the crow. Uh, eat the crow. Uh, exactly. You know, he saw it and we we're all like, I don't know. And he, I think Adam Jones even saw it too. But, oh, 100%. You know, maybe that disease hindered him a little bit, you know, and then still fucking impressive. You had a, you had exactly. a disease that, it, that like incapacitates some people at times and you hit, you were 30 for 30, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. All-star. The first Oriole ever to do it. You were an all-star and you were the 21st in MLB history to ever do this. And, and he should have won a gold glove. Oh, hundred percent. He should have won a gold glove the way he played out there. But, Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, 
That's one of those things that like, uh, yo, uh, by the way. Um, but no, like, t- take a listen to some of these names. And we talked about this before, but I get your take now knowing what he was dealing with. Right. All right. The 30 other, the 30 other to- or 20 other times that it's happened. It was 20 other times by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 guys. That's so impressive. 20, 20 other guys and did how this. Long, baseball's been around for what? I mean, a you're talking this, this dates back to 1922. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 1922 was Ken Williams, Tommy Harper in 70. Bobby Bonds did it in 75, 77, 78. Joe Carter, we all know that name, did is, it in 87. Is that, is that uh, Barry's dad, Bobby Bonds? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 78, 75, 77, 78. So the timing was right I don't right know how there. Joe Carter's on the list because he was like, Tall and like big, but Cleveland was... 87. He did it 32 and 31, and he played in 158 games that year, too. Uh, top out of any of those guys that I've just named so far, other than Bonds, the one year. Um, Jose Canseco, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> Sean Green, Sean Green. That he was solid back in the day for he the was Jays, right fielder mm. for, the, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Cruz Jr., another Toronto guy. Did it in 2001. Green did it in 98. Alfonso Soriano did it in 02, 03, 05. Do you think he makes the hall? Soriano, I... I mean, I don't know where he is on the voting thing, because I can't did, remember... fact remember, that this is yeah. such a short list, and you did it. You did as much as as Bobby Bonds. Is Bobby Bonds in the... I don't know. I'd have to look and see that. But Chuck, he's, Chuck, Bobby Bonds is yeah, in the hall. Go. That's your next assignment, because you missed the first one. <laughs> putting the kids to bed. I saw uh, that. Grady Sizemore... Did it in 08. Ian Kinsler in 09. Jacoby Ellsbury in 11, along with Ian Kinsler again Ellsbury. in 11. Mike Trout in 2012. You would think Trout have done it more. Right. Jose Ramirez did it in 18, along with Mookie Betts in 18. Cedric Mullins does it in 2021. Listen to that name that I just rattled off. Uh, some good names out there. There's some, some good great athletes. names out there. Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers and two steroid users. Like, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> they're not in the hole, are they? I didn't, like, I'm not lying. <laughs> Two asterisks, guys. Um, but my whole point is, is that just makes the whole diagnosis for him. And again, we don't know the severity of it, but I mean, it's I'm, still I'm a big deal. Off, having Crohn's disease, a lot of people say it's rough. It, it's yeah. rough at times. So to go through that. Maybe that explains his rough patches. What if he, he doesn't could. have it? Imagine he, the numbers. He, he, he could have 40 and 40. He didn't know he had it and probably... He thought he was sick or didn't feel good and played through it and couldn't manage it. And yeah. it hurt his career. And but he once he found control. out, he, to, to then keep it between him and the, the staff, him and the, the, the coaching staff. like That's so pretty that impressive because nowadays you could just, uh, you know, have a hangnail and it gets on Twitter. Oh, somehow. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, but just crazy stuff. Um, so let's kind of take a minute to just look at the, the free agency in the MLB as a whole, right? A lot of things going on, a lot of different um, a lot of different guys that are still going out to there. places that are, that are still, they're still out there that are also going to places that are a little bit of a surprise, honestly. I, I put this on Twitter, not that I have a lot of followers, but I can't remember the last time that MLB 
and the, and I didn't even realize the NFL was free agency started like yesterday or going on at the same time. I mean, that's nuts for Twitter. Yes. Like I can't even, I have followed a ton of people and I, I'm like, I don't even know my Twitter's working because it's like nothing going on. I'm like, uh, what's it's my Twitter I'm for broken. a signing? I see Carlos Correa for the Orioles maybe, but then Elias on the fan said that they were done signing people and they weren't going to sign any shortstops, which kind of put a little damper. Cause yeah, but he could be pulling an EDC. And, and, true. And he, EDC was doing, um, uh, was it, like circles with Matt Moriarty in the, in the castle. <laughs> he was, yeah. Um, I, I like that he does put a lot of stuff out on Twitter. Uh, he's, he's shown he's tapped in, yeah. He well, knows. because, you know, a lot of those guys you don't see or hear from them. No, you don't. Uh, but when you look at some of the top free agents, Carlos Correa unsigned, Seager signed with Texas, 10-year deal there down in Texas. Crazy deal there. Chris Bryant still unsigned. Marcus Simeon again that, in that Texas. That was a seven-year deal. Seven-year wow. deal, crazy. Freddie Freeman goes unsigned Signing some still. Freddie Freeman. But Freddie Freeman, he's got to be on his way out because you have the changeover uh, where they traded in the, in the trade market. You have the fact that the, the A's traded Matt Olson, first baseman Matt Olson, to the Braves. And then the Braves turn around and signed Olson today. Eight years, $168 million. I think that was their plan all year long. Oh, it was a, it, it was a trade and sign all day. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You knew that that was going to be the case. It had a guy like Olsen, he had one year left. Uh, it, it absolutely made sense. Um, Robbie Ray signed. Scherzer obviously going up to the Mets. Uh, we saw uh, that. I'm digging the Mets this year. Mets look interesting, right? They get Starling Marte, too. Uh, Marcus Stroman going to the back to the Cubs. Uh, Marcus Stroman just floating between the the freaking Cubs and the, the Mets at this point. Cubs, Mets, Cubs, Mets. Like, that's that's his biggest He was with career. the Blue Jays. Oh, I'm, you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, I'm thinking of um, the guy that we had. That's not... Um, <sighs> Hat used to jerk when he pitched. I have no idea. I can't. I can't think of his name. Ah, uh, whatever. Was uh, he a starter or reliever? Ah, uh, reliever. Yeah, I don't remember. No, anyway, that's uh, fine. We Not know important. that Gosman signed. Uh, Gosman. Talk about a someone we screwed up on Gosman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude was lights out in San Francisco. I mean, I know he had a rough patch. You know, he's really good in Atlanta. Then Cincinnati didn't turn out so good. San Francisco turned him into a freaking all-star, and he signs yeah. a huge. Good for that guy. I mean, I hate to tell it, he's back in the, the AL East. He is going to get shelled again. He will get shelled Possibly, again. Possibly, yeah. I mean, but uh, good for him. The problem is he was also playing against he was also playing against guys uh, that he's been pitching against guys like Clayton Kershaw, who also signed a de- his one-year deal. Yeah, he just signed with the the Dodgers, right? He's I, dude's going to retire a Dodger. He's got to at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Unless he takes like a fly. I mean, he's on a one-year deal, but I, at the same time, like I don't know, I don't know how old he is. They're still giving good money out for one-year deals. I just keep signing those. I just keep signing them. Uh, Trevor Story's still out there. Trevor Story's still Nick out Castalia, there. Nick Castellanos. Uh, Kenley Jensen, rel- reliever. He went back. No, did um, he sign with the Dodgers again? I'm not sure on that. I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is showing he's unsigned. Mets signed Familia the other day. Yeah, Mets signed else. Familia. Uh, you still have Anthony Rizzo that's unsigned. You still yeah, have Michael Conforto name. that's unsigned. Kyle Schwarber's unsigned. Uh, let's see. Michael Pineda, Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke's 38 years old. Schwarber. It, he, he'll get a one-year deal somewhere. Is uh, he really 38? Man. Yeah, he's getting up there. I think he'll end up in the hall. He's, 
If you look at his numbers, very solid for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Danny Duffy from the Dodgers, again, unsigned. He was uh, rumored to the Orioles, I saw. He was know, rumored to the Orioles at one point. The Orioles did sign, and that was two of the, two of the oh, guys we didn't go Pedro over. Pedro Strope. Thank you, Pedro uh, Strope, thank you. We're not even look, looking. Pedro yeah, Strope. He's thank going. you. Strope, 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 Strope. Strope, Strope. Um, Should we give another? Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, but so th- that's one of the things that I think I- that you got to look at, right, is – some of the signings that the Ravens or that the Orioles did do, right? We did sign uh, Jordan Lyle to a deal. It's not bad. It's we need a good. We need someone bring someone in that is decent. Like uh, you know, the last couple of pitchers they signed just kind of sucked. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I can't believe the money that Toronto and the Rangers spent. I mean, it's astronomical. And then you look at us and you go, why can't we sign somebody? Like, yeah. Bill, well, like, mean, we need, come on, the Orioles need help in the infield. It's not, that we were talking about this before, Aaron. It's not the outfield. I don't think it's going to be the starting pitching. You need a middle infielder. But you also sign have some, someone. You also have some guys that, that are coming up through the system, like a Vavra that can that can do some damage. That he's, He looks good. You put him on third or second. Maybe. Uh, but Jordan Lyles gets a one-year, $5.5 million deal. Uh, and then we also see Robinson Chirinos. We don't know the money on that. Uh, no, he signs no. a one-year deal That's a decent, as, a, as a catcher. I don't um, like uh, Severino. Wore out his welcome. Uh, yeah, 100%. Well, he's, he's gone at this point. Um, so you have some of those. But you also have some of the, some of the things that you look at, right, uh, that are going on. Fernando Tatis fractured his wrist. Mm. That's a huge deal for the Padres. Motorcycles, baby. Motorcycles, yeah, exactly. Uh, who was it? Pete Alonso was in a, a, a car wreck. That was scary. I saw that. They said he's okay, the apparently. Dude, he kicked out the windshield. <laughs> Talk about, like, the person you want to be in an accident with and that you're, like, flipped sideways. He just literally took his polar bear feet and just <laughs> stomped the crap out of it. But here's the one thing you worry about is, like... Those things you may be feeling okay right after, but that's some of those injuries fucking yeah, from something like that. He apparently flipped three times. Yeah. Someone hit him too, I think. T boned him. T boned yeah. him, and he flipped the flipped the car three times. So you don't know be, if that's going to be like. There could be some longer term injury, you know, issues there. So yeah, you have a lot of things going on that that I think you know ultimately tell you what's happening. Um, you know, we also talked uh, about uh, Mike Trout earlier. I just want to throw, throw this out there because this was an interesting piece, and we talked about Griffey a minute ago too. They posted, uh, who was this? Uh, something View. I forget what what it was on. It was on Facebook. You watching age, the View? Age twenty six, <laughs> Fanatics View is what it's called. <laughs> through age twenty six, uh, through their twenty age twenty six season, Ken Griffey Jr. That was eight seasons for each him, Mickey Mantle, and Mike Trout. Griffey played in ten fifty seven. Mantle played in eleven oh two. Trout played in 1065. Very similar numbers between him and Griffey. Griffey batted 302, 381, 549. Trout, 307, 416, 573. Mickey Mantle, 314, 430, 577. 238 home runs for Griffey with 725 RBIs. Trout has 240 with 648 RBIs. And Mantle had 249 with 766. All three, seven times all-star, Griffey's the only one with a seven-time gold glove, but we also have uh, Mantle and Trout, who were two times AL MVP. Wow. Those numbers, just as comparison, shows you what Trout is, and to be on that number that we talked about earlier with Cedric Mullins, you were in the same voice as that guy. Yeah. 
That's he's crazy. a hall. He's a hall of famer. It's I it's mean, great. It's great. He to could see stop now, idea. and he could still be a hall of famer. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so. so we got a. Steven said something. Like, what is it? What do you got there? Uh, let's see. Steven said, "Hard fact: the stolen base is devalued by Moneyball, and it's a shame. It is. It I, is. I love the stolen base. Who doesn't love that? Uh, and that's small ball, right? Small ball we know was devalued by by things like Moneyball and playing that. But the competitive balance stuff, the competitive it, balance tax, all this stuff is going to try to shift some of that stuff. And we might see it. Not, does, not does it come a back shift. a little bit with no more shifts, you think? I think it has to. All right? Because you can't, you know, before you'd have the second baseman standing right over the bag. So you ain't gonna, Now it becomes more value, valuable because now you got to beat the guy there, right? You better be quicker. Well, if. But even if you're playing the shift, if you're if you're playing the shift and you're you're standing just to the right of second base, just, don't don't get me started. On I, that. I, but I'm saying that's what people are going to do. Let's not be let's not joke ourselves. People are going to go. Okay, I got two guys at second base. There's one guy at shortstop, like and the other guy. The line there. You're still going to have third base sitting wide the fuck open. Still bunt the fucking ball at this point, right? It's just going to be a deep. Uh, you're going to have Chris a, Davis didn't learn that. You're going to have a shallow a shallow shortstop and a deep shortstop. That's yeah. what it's going to wind up being. Um, yeah, but, but I wonder if they make him stay in the infield. Like you cannot go on the still, grass. You could, the infield is considered. You could be up on the grass if you're up on the grass and you're playing like you know uh, you're playing bases loaded. Yeah, one out or base load, nobody yeah, out. Everybody's in. Everybody's in. You could you could play that and you could wind up you know cutting some balls down and still have a guy deep to get those flares. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. What happens um, when they bring a fifth infielder? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Pitching, <laughs> you can't stand on this side or that side. You gotta stand over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, it's yeah, it's good. Well, it's, I think it says at least two infielders. At least, okay. So they get around. It's, it's the wording. It's all about the wording, Scott. It, it is. It is. It's all it's about the details. Wording. So it's just th then it's more impressive what the outfielders can do. True. Think about that. If you can run down a ball in center field, <laughs> you're a new center Mullins. fielder. There you go. Exactly. Put put him in left field for that play. Shift him to left field so he can cover left and right. It'd be awesome. All right. It is time uh, for some of our rundown topics. Uh, we're going to stick with NFL. Uh, there's been a lot of news, obviously, in the NFL that we're just going to kind of run through. Uh, one of them, the first one, obviously being the biggest news of the week, is the fact that uh, Ryan Jensen stays in Tampa. Pretty much because Tom Brady says. Well, I think my head back. like popped off. I saw it and I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke. Was I, it like April Fool's Day or something? Uh, like, yeah, I'm like, like it was, you spent what? What do you spend them? Two like, months. Two months and two I'm months. Coming, two right, months with right, the kids right, and said, "Fuck these kids." <laughs> right, right before free agency, too. Literally, right like that day in the morning or whatever. I'm coming back, guys. Fucked everybody's plans up. <laughs> yeah, I bet there was a lot of G GMs just cursing and throwing stuff in their office. Thank God I didn't release them in Dynasty. <laughs> You so, probably thought about it. I thought I did. I, I I was sitting there thinking, okay, before our but draft, you should thank I'll Ryan him. because all the teams are like locked right now. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. So you know, Brady he announces he's not done. He spent a few months ago he wouldn't. This time he said he still oh, had a kidding. really good year last year. I mean, you know what? As much as you hate him that he won, you got to respect that he's good. Um, who won the championship? Oh, shut up. Who won the championship with Tom Brady's quarterback? Uh, oh, I, oh, oh, oh. Guy. My, 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 I had guy. all my running backs hurt. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you sound like the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> Basically. But, yeah, so that was the big news. And then, obviously, that, that's going to trigger a bunch of different things. You know that 
they're going to be trying to work some magic to get some guys down there. They we already saw, started signing guys and training for them. Well, and that's the they thing like is, changed their whole plans because you thought they were going to be dormant. Let's face it. One of the things that, that you've got to look at is with Tom Brady there, guys want to play with Tom Brady. We saw last year guys are willing to take discounted deals because they want to go t- with play with Tom Brady. Well, they they can, felt, he could take him to the Super Bowl. He right. felt it get, they felt that gives them the best chance to get there. He got what, to the what playoffs. What does that say about like the NFL though? I mean, you got a 45-year-old man, nothing against his age or whatever, but you know, you think it would be like a a young buck, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh Josh Allen, Lamar, like you'd want to go play for those guys because they have the best chance. And they're they're going with the old head. The goat. knowledge knowledge is invaluable. True. When you've been there and you've done that, you know how to read people. You know He's how to probably read like guys. ten plays ahead of these young. I, I think I think we've seen over the past few years we couldn't. Uh, Mac Jones will be the test for the Patriots. If True. they can sustain something with Mac Jones, he, then Bill he saw, Bell, but he saw he was decent. Like he wasn't, you know. Uh, super amazing, but I think he made some good strides. Is Bill check done? Did he announce that he's done yet? No, I don't think so. He's definitely not done now. Why? Just to beat Tom Brady? He wants to come back with Mac Jones, beat Tom Brady. Why not? If you if he comes back, good. Mac Jones is in my dynasty league. If, so if you have Bill check, if the Patriots can beat the 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 Bucks in some type that, of fashion, that, could, that was crazy. It, it flips it back to. Oh, well, maybe it was Bill. Who was it, right? It's, oh, yeah. it's then, back to that then question. Then they'll all be like seven years old still playing. Right now, the, the, the ball is at Tom Brady. Tom Brady took the, the Bucks to the playoffs twice. Yeah. Right? The two years that he's there, he's he taken them to the playoffs. And they were crap the, the previous years. Exactly. Well, I mean, previous years, what, five up to five to seven years yeah, before, I mean, they prior were, to that. That I mean, one year with Winston when he was throwing the ball over, they were okay. But, but yeah, so that's that's what you got to look at. And you got to say, okay, there, there's a lot going on here. They can... That's going to be the interesting piece, but I think I think Brady, you know, <laughs> something's in him. It's going to be a Farvesque situation. Well, He's going to keep coming back. Type he thing. probably will. I mean, didn't he say he wanted to play till he was like fifty or something? He said, yeah, he said he wanted to play till well, he's fifty. If you look at the landscape of uh, quarterbacks, too, you have Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson if just got, got a, Russell Wilson just went to the AFC. They're all the good if ones. You've got an offensive AFC. line that can protect protect you. You don't need to be mobile. True. He's still like he's got some moosey. It's like he does, a- avocado. He does. He's, and he's look slippery. It's a Tom though. Brady diet, right? <laughs> I need that. Tom, diet. I need I a Tom Brady need, diet. I yeah. need that yeah, diet, we, man. Tom, please send us what you do. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, just it, obviously that being the biggest news this week changed the landscape of what oh, some teams are doing, and especially what the Bucks are doing. Um, yeah, because they, I think they were going to be like pretty much let everybody go and. Kind of start over a little bit. I, yeah, they, they're making some moves now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the other big news, which I I, I fully anticipated this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Rams, their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, 16 seasons in the NFL. It, those guys, their, bowl, their, their body takes a, a big oh, toll. Yeah. So for a lineman to last as long as he did, 16 seasons, and go out as a Super Bowl winner, how could you, how could you want it any other way? Yeah. You know, and, and you go out as as a guy that, you know, everybody knows as being the kind of a, the go to for the uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year type award. Him Did and Calais. He, didn't he win that? this yeah. year? Yeah, of, of course. That's my point. Like he, he's going out on top in all fronts. It makes sense. Right. He doesn't know what's going to come. What's going to become of the Rams next year. Uh, they were like, I thought they got a couple they, guys. They kept, a, they kept a few guys. They they got rid of a few guys. I don't know. It, but they don't have any first round picks for like 5 years. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> they gave up everything. Um I guess it's all worth it. 
so that was that was another big one. Uh, the other big the other big release. Uh, that some people were surprised with, but other people aren't. Jaguars release veteran linebacker Miles Jack. Uh, that'll that move will save them eight point three five million dollars, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, the now, chef. The, the thing with this is the news comes one day after the Jags agreed to sign six free agents, including linebacker Foye Alukuan. I think is how you say his name. Good, uh, uh, good. which he led I'm the NFL tackles. One. He led the NFL in tackles last year with 192. Okay. Um, well, that's a lot of tackles. But Jack was the the Jaguars' leading tackler last season with 108, and it has had 100 at least 107 the past three of his past four seasons. You think seasons. the Ravens will sign him? We didn't he's talk gonna, about he's gonna him. Co- he's going to cost, cost you too much. much. I think he's going to cost you too much. I think he cost you more than Bobby Wagner. Probably right on that. You know the, the, what he's able to do. I think he, he cost you more than that. Um, again, it's it's so. The move, it's $4.8 million in dead money. Um, he was due to make $10.5 million and count 13 and a half or 13 and a quarter against the cap or just under 13 and a quarter against the cap, uh, which would have been the third, high, third highest figure on the team uh, with Cam Robinson at 16.6 uh, and Shaq Griffin at 16.5. Um, so he originally had signed a four-year deal that was a $57 million extension uh, that included $33 million guaranteed. That was back in September of 2019, right? So now... This is that last year they've got kind of gotten most of that money off the books. Uh, and at this point, they really don't. I think they're going to own the, the remaining of the signing bonus. And that's about it. Mm. Um, so it really opens it up. And it, the Jaguars drafted him after trading up two spots in 2016. Right. So this guy is still relatively young. young. Right, six years in the yeah, league. He, he was a uh, big when they went to their little try to go to the Super Bowl run. Well, <laughs> well they were competitive. Let's put well, it that, that way. one year with Bortles took him. Yeah, well, they had they had Bortles, they had uh, Campbell right on that team. Leonard Fournette. So they had a lot of these guys that that helped take them there on offense and defense. So yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It's, it's going to be too, right? I think he was on that team. Was he on that team? I he may so. have been. You may have, you may be right. He may that may have been. See, that year was that that year that he was traded. I don't remember. I think that might have been the year. Chuck, that was... that's your third. I'm picking <laughs> on Chuck tonight. I know he's not even there. He what didn't up, answer Justin? the last one. Uh, so we got another comment out there. Back Jones has noodle arms. Uh, what's up, longtime John Googs? What's up, man? I uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, but yeah, again, the, the free agency moves that are that are happening around the NFL. Um, it, it's just been, you know, it's been a, a flurry of moves, if you will. I think obviously. Uh, the Dolphins signing Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, the Chargers. I heard he signed. I yeah, the Chargers where. get former Terp J.C. Jackson. Dude, uh, that had to be a monster contract, right? Because uh, five year, it's reportedly going to be five years, eighty-two and a half million. So yeah, it's pretty pretty big deal, pretty big contract. Uh, Carlton Davis stays in Tampa, so there you go. Signs in Tampa. Uh, offensive lineman Brandon Schreff, uh stays in. Stays in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know about Marcus, Randy Gregory. Uh, so this was one that Gregory was flipping, but he we thought it was going to be Dallas for five years, seventy million. Uh, now he's apparently been lured away for very similar money to the Broncos. Uh, he's twenty nine years old, had sixteen and a half sacks in his time with the Cowboys. So I, I just want to say that uh, I guess I'm going to call CBS out here that they have Mitch Trubisky as a grade B signing. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. Uh, I would give it like a C. So Christian Kirk, 25 year old receiver, receiver, Arizona. He, he signed. Well, he signs in Jacksonville. 
Jacksonville's throwing some money around. Four years, $84 million. They need to build around Lawrence. He really they, suffered. Yeah, and I think that's what they recognized this past year. Um, Eagles land Hassan Reddick, uh, who's had 23 and a half sacks and eight fumbles over the past two years. Pretty Ooh, damn decent numbers. Double-digit numbers on the, the sacks the past two years. Um, he's looking at a reported $45 million three-year contract. Obviously, the Steelers with Trubisky, Ryan Jensen with Tampa, Russell Gage is going to apparently sign with the Bucks. Um, so, you know, <laughs> Russell Gage, that was previously with Atlanta, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a pretty decent receiving yeah, core like right it. there. I don't hate that at all. No. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. Again, it's just getting started with the free agency I st- piece. I feel like that's kind of been tampered a little bit. Like, it's not – usually you hear all these big numbers and crazy signings, and it's like it really is not that, like – Yeah, it's it's not as the – the well, wild. I think it's also still early, right? Some yeah. Of, some of these free agent signings, some people are some people are looking at it, especially with the cap, right? The cap goes up, but you have some teams that already had spent a lot of money last year on or, some. Big, or they maybe didn't contracts. cut. If the cap went up, they didn't have to cut the guys, so there wasn't extra free agents out there. Yeah, and, you know, a, a team like uh, the the um, the Bucks. I think going into this year, they ha- they already had something like fifteen million to play with. No, that's a lot. So if you restructure some contracts, whatever it may be, yeah, you could wind up good. You could wind up being at twenty million. Gronk right? will be back. Gronk will probably be back. And he's look. Here's the deal. He wants to have fun. He's not. Is he worried about a payday? Probably a little bit. But no, I think he's not. The dude. Everyone thinks he's a. I love Gronkowski. I said a little bit. I didn't he, say a lot. Right. He's he not, has. They said that he's yet to spend one dime of his NFL money. He, he loves. Well, he just loves playing with Tom Brady too. Like, there's a reason he came back for Tom Brady. There's a reason he's going to come back again to play with Tom Brady. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, who is the team to beat in the AFC this year? Hmm. I'm going to go the Bills. As it stands right now, I would agree. I think it's I think it's the Bills. I would I'd agree go, with that. I'd go Bills, Chiefs, which I don't, I'm getting tired of them already. And then I'd say the Ravens up there if things work out and they stay healthy. Because Lamar is going to be, he doesn't have a contract, which we didn't really talk about. You guys talked about before. You know, he's going to be on point to get the most money he can. We're going to have both our running backs back. The defense is going to be back, the corners, you know, Humphrey and Peters. It's going to be a totally different team, I think, if if they can stay healthy. I think, see, I think you got to throw Cincy in there. True. Uh, I'll give Look that. Look what they did without an well, offensive we, line. We weren't Look really going right like now. top five. I was just giving out like. I, they're in my top five. If I'm, true, if I'm but, saying competitive AFC team, I'm probably saying I'm probably saying Bills, Cincinnati. But you would you agree with me if Cincinnati had the injuries that we did, they'd be in a totally different boat. Oh, 100%. 100%. But they didn't. True. That's the thing, right? So top five teams, I'll go. Whew, Tennessee's another team that, if depending on what moves there they was, make, I heard they were trying to ship Tannehill out of there. Depends on what they do, what you what you do to get a, get a quarterback there. I, mean, I think they've been one of the one of the people that's been rumored on um, Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson, as Could well you, as Jimmy G. Tannehill's done decent for him. I don't, I don't. Jimmy G's better in my opinion if he can stay healthy. Mm. Run your offense better than Tannehill did. Tannehill, I mean, but Tannehill, Come on, what's their what's their offense? Let's give it. 
Yeah, give it, give it to the, the king. Ball, king. Give it to the Look, king or throw here, it to Brown. Here, take it. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think I put the Ravens in the top in a top five of like who you're looking at to say you know who's, yeah top five okay who's going to be this year. So I would say top guess, five in no particular order. I would say Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Tennessee. Ravens, depending on what they do. I'd say maybe Chargers in there instead of, like, Tennessee. How do they come back some, from some of their injuries? Yeah, but I, not that I follow everything what all the teams are doing. I know they made some deals on what you know in the offseason so far. So Yeah, we'll see what yeah, happens. Herbert's a, he's a beast. He is a beast. <laughs> he is a beast. All right. Well, we we don't have a two minute warning for today, uh, so we should just, just hit the button and come up with something. We're just, all right. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, all right. You can have Ravens season tickets for the next five years, or Orioles season tickets for the rest of your life for free. Which one are you going with? Orioles. That's really it, yes. I am a diehard baseball fan. I love going down in the ballpark. I love going down with my kids. I see Scott. I see people we know. Aww, the Ravens. Thank you. Ravens. Like I've been to a couple games. It's all right. It's just too many drunk people. I'm sorry. Like I there's drunk it. people at the Orioles games. I get that too. But like it's not as bad. <laughs> I'd rather sit there and watch a football game on a TV. On TV. Like I'm watching. You know. Uh, Whatever, even college. I'd rather sit there and watch it on TV. Baseball, I could watch it in the stands or at right. home. Fair enough for me. I'm gonna go. go. I'm gonna go opposite because I oh, would you're go opposite, of course. Because Orioles. Which I'm surprised about that because because Orioles are cheaper. I can spend the money there <laughs> versus going over to the Ravens yeah, Stadium where the seats are gonna be expensive. All right, what's your question? Give me a question. Let's go. Oh gosh, Push on, on the spot, spot. on the go. spot, on the spot. Oh, I can't think of one right now. Oh, all right. What do you think the Orioles' record's gonna be? Ooh, ah. Okay, how about Does this? Does Adley make will, a big day roster or not? Will they be above 500? Let's go there because the record's, you know. Yes. I think I think they have the ability to be five, Ten games above over? 500. Uh, you're pushing it. <laughs> you're pushing it. Which I think they I were mean, really 500 is 80. Is 80 wins. Yeah, and they were at like 60-something last year. I That's think they have the plus. ability to get, to get to 80, but I don't think they have the ability to go beyond that. Okay. I think 80, 80 is the I'd agree with that. I think that's it. So same question. You would, you would, you I'd say above 500. I mean, I really, I think they're, I told you, I think they're close. They get a couple of these young guys up, even the young prospects. So you pitching. really think they're, if they're, if they're in a competitive situation, we're buyers at the no, trade No, they're not going to be buyers. Hell no. You're not going to be a buyer at the trade deadline if we're in the, if we're in the hunt. No. You're not trading away your top prospects. You will sell your guys. I mean, you might, uh, oh, I got dinged. You might sell the guys that are doing good and just ride it out and start over. You surprised me by that. <laughs> All right. It's a smart thing. No, it's the smart thing to do. It's not that would I want them to do it? Hell yes. But are they going to sit there and say just say Deal Hall is not up there? Oh, here's Deal Hall for some Joe Smo for a year. Yeah, All right. No we'll you. do a short, quick after hours, and uh, some people are chiming in, so we'll say we'll say what you guys are doing. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, hope the guys are out in Vegas having a lot of fun. Hello. I really hate I've seen all the pictures. I hate Me not too. being out, being able to be out there and have fun, drink it up. Uh, I, I want to see up, some more stair races. Uh, they, I think they saw uh, they saw the Jabberwockies. Uh, oh, the Jabberwockies. Great show, show out there and everything. So uh, I'm sure they're having fun out there. Make sure again you go wish Fred a happy birthday on social media tomorrow. 
tomorrow. If you see me uh, in Vegas, buy him a drink. You see, if you happen to be out in Vegas, buy him a drink while you're out there, i.e. Drew James. Drew, I know, they're all take free drinks, Ryan. let's be real. Exactly. Uh, but no, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you jo join the Birdland BS uh, Bracket Challenge on ESPN. Just search Birdland BS 2022 in their groups. You'll be able to find it. Get it in. You only have a day to get it in. The games start on Thursday. Fred so make is sure giving you away a free t-shirt. And Fred's giving away a free t-shirt on that. According to Joe, it's it's his call on this. <laughs> make sure you always check us out on our website, www.birdlandbs.com. While you're there, check out all of, all of our uh, episodes. You can learn about all of our gear, learn about each of us. Make sure you also check us out on Big Play and all of our social media pages. It's really easy to find us because you're probably already here if you're watching this. It's really easy. At Birdland BS is how you find it. Uh, at Vito Spumoni, at Scott BLBS. Make sure you check us out. Look out for us. Uh, look out, especially for me. I'm on the, some of the spaces, the Raven spaces, things like that. Uh, make sure you also check us out uh, on our audio version of the show, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast is where you can find us. So make sure you give us a five-star review while you're there. As always, thanks for tuning in. For myself, Joe, and the crew out in Vegas, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.